Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us on From the Friar. We are back. Season two, episode one, Sister Wives. We got such good feedback. There is no way we could have stopped at season one. Plus, amazing episodes. You know, now that we've trialed season one and we're on season two, you can't, we can't stop now. You have to, you have to go all the way. I know. It just seems how it should go. Like, you can't stop. Though I will warn you, we will have to take breaks between seasons. Like, I can't see myself covering eight seasons back to back to back. Yeah, I'm just that, putting that, that out and, now. That and, you know, life gets in the way, travel. Oh, perfect segue. Although, hmm. we did get a travel kit for these mics. So we could bring oh, we them with, we, we can bring them with us. <laughs> We're traveling a lot in May. And so we still plan to keep it going. We have our little case for the airplane we have our little equipment we're good to go it's like the knockoff pelican case yes also talking about expectations setting them early i already did not meet the first one i said i posted on instagram and twitter last week saying we were covering and the episode will be out towards the end of the week and that meant the beginning of this week (laughs) i do have an excuse though i had oral surgery and i did not expect that to put me on my butt as much as it did i thought We'll rest for an afternoon and we are back at it. But I couldn't really open my mouth. You know, we should have predicted this. You know, after any surgery in the mouth area, probably not recording after that. Yeah, couldn't even eat. Was living off of ice cream. But we're good to go now. And I have to start out the show with a shout out. I wish I got this person's screen name, excuse me, username on Reddit. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is a good one. All right, everyone pour one out for this user that essentially I feel like got bullied off of the internet. I don't know. I don't know the whole backstory. So bullying is a strong word. It's probably not that, but it probably just got all too overwhelming. It was too dramatic. Yeah, exactly. So there was a user on Reddit that would give us glorious updates. So even from our podcast page, we don't follow any of the Browns on social media or anything like that. And so this person on Reddit would always compile everyone's social media updates. They would compile, I mean, reviews of Gwen and McKelty's Patreon. Not word for word. We already know all that drama. We won't go into it. Like a TLDR. Yeah, like a TLDR of that. So that person has vanished. They started their own subreddit. But I joined way too late, and it's gone, and the user is gone, and that's it. And so everyone, pour one out. You know, it's interesting. This is the same user. As creepy as it is that we're essentially following these folks that are may or may not be on the show anymore, they would post their uh, social media updates as far as images. You know, I thought, you know, the text ones are like, okay, whatever. But it's cool to see how folks are changing over time, especially folks maybe like Logan who really have not been on the show for a really long time. It's cool to see that, you know, he's doing good. Stuff like that. Like, I enjoyed those posts. It's kind of a bummer that in some way they were kind of bullied-ish. Something happened where they were like, Something I'm deleting all my shit. I'm tired of this. But also, like, what if it just came became too overwhelming? Which is fine. Have you do you, you. Have you seen someone try to take their place? No. Interesting. And the subreddits have been quite quiet i have no new hot goss but yeah i just felt like we needed to acknowledge the person that kept us so in the loop because now i know nothing right thank thank you (laughs) for your content over the years yeah 
Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. Going into season two, episode one. Main themes for the show. Going to the Big Apple for the Today Show. Kids going to school. Public school for the first time. Ice blocking. And then the investigation. So good one. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till we get to the school. I want to go in order. Okay. okay. I, I was already thinking about skipping ahead. <laughs> Fight the urge. So the family is gathering together to talk about their lifestyle, public school, and how to kind of handle all of it. Christine is hesitant because while she didn't experience bullying in school, her siblings definitely did have to deal with that. Janelle is really excited for the new experiences for the kiddos, and Cody is impressed since he has met the principal and the school administration. So it is morning one of school, and... Christine is curling Aspen's hair real tight, real tiny curls. But let's point out the straightened bangs. Why did we all do this? I am. I didn't curl my hair because I already have wavy curly hair. Sure. But I straightened my bangs. Why? I have a question. How long <laughs> do you think that takes in the morning? So long because there were such tiny sections. And let's not brush those curls out. Let's just keep them tight and high. <laughs> question for you did they talk about why like why are we moving to public school now is it because you can't go all in like half are in public school half aren't because that'd be kind of odd or like younger ones would still be well it's interesting you say that because leon still gets to go to plague school see that seems odd to me then couldn't other kids be like yeah i'm not feeling public school either i think it's because that is mary's child I wonder when it's going to come up that, well, I believe Cody already brought it up. Like this school's, that school's not accredited. So yes. Well, if I remember correctly, Leon does when they go to Vegas, they do go to public school. Now I don't know if it's because there's no plug school available, but I do remember kind of the meltdown between Mary and Cody during Leon's graduation. Cody is in Christine's part of the house in the morning, kind of running around. Christine's trying to get kiddos ready. And Cody is trying to get Christine's attention multiple times. At one point, he says, and I don't think he's joking, you're supposed to drop everything and come running to me. No, 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 no. If anything, I'm going to ignore you more now. Get out of my face. I think we talked about this in season one, how why does Logan do all of this work in the mornings and Cody's just, I guess, waking up? Yes. As far as you should probably be helping with a lot of these things that Logan is doing at a young age. If you notice, I think because Logan is switching schools, they are kind of switching it up now. So Christine is going to make breakfast for Janelle's smaller children. And so I don't know if that means Logan is only responsible for himself now or only the older kids because the older kids weren't helping him too much. So there's a little shift happening. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Janelle's power move to like not make breakfast. She's like, yeah, I work. I'm, I'm good. Like I need my sleep. I'm going to go to work. I can't even give her that much crap because I could see myself pulling the exact same thing. <laughs> it, it is a tribe. That's for sure. Cody then shows up at Robin's house in the morning. Let's just point out again, he has no time to help children, but we can go to Robin's house. Plenty of time to mosey on over there. In this portion, there's kind of a voiceover where Cody talks about enjoying the one house for everyone, that it's kind of an identity for the family. 
And I agree, but it's so sad to think about. This is the last time it happens. Never again. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Didn't Christine also mention how she was kind of all for the one house idea? Yes, until things were really hitting the fan with Cody, though. I know from an outsider's perspective, it's the cul-de-sac was the top of the top, right? Okay, you say that, but that's what we saw, what they allowed us to see. We don't really know if that was when they were their happiest. So based on kind of things I've heard over the last few months, Cody was still spending all of his time at Robin's, even in the cul-de-sac. So while we say that is the top of the top, the best that you could have done for this family that really doesn't want to live together anymore. I mean, is it cool to look across the street and see your husband and his new wife just hanging out all day every day? Just for example, let's say uh, Mary, Janelle, Christine, they're all aware at Flagstaff, aware that Cody only spends time at Robbins. It's like the only place he Mm -hmm. goes to. But individually, you know, mentally you think, oh, I get a day or two or whatever. But you're not seeing him every day go straight to Robin's house. Whereas in the cul-de-sac, every day you'd probably see him pull up his car, park at Robin's, get in their house, and just spend the whole day, you know, like all week with them. Mm-hmm. I, that's bad. I, I think I think yeah. that daily reminder, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're if you're a kid living in that close, you'd be like, why hasn't dad come over like all week? Like yeah. he's, he live, he's right over there. I think it was Gwen recently saying like, oh, I didn't see dad much. And then also think back to the episodes in the cul-de-sac. You have Christine saying, yeah, you can put the mats in here, but you need to spend time here. You need to be more present. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. As he always does to get whatever he wants. I just think they did a master class and we're skipping so many seasons, but just a master class portrayal of showing how happy and air fingers here they were at the cul-de-sac. Yeah. And looking from the outside, we're like, man, how could you leave that? That was the best. But knowing what we know now, yeah, it's probably exactly what you said. Even even currently, and they don't do it in the the interviews, but sort of question how are how are you wives feeling about the new wife getting her own home? No one no one asks that question. Mm-hmm. But I've got to imagine someone like Christine has some big opinions about that situation. But because of where we're at in the seasons, We're still at the we're going to laugh everything off and we're playing this part and everything's perfect and we can't wait for Robin to move in with us. But that's not it at all. No, that house is is so maxed out. There's no Mm -hmm. way Robin's family could have moved in. As Robin is getting the kids ready and pretty much everyone's getting ready to kind of run out the door, get ready for school. I everything Robin says is 10 times more stressed than any of the other moms and any of the other kids like she is on one i feel it through the tv we then see the moms filling out the kind of first day of school forms emergency contacts all that good stuff and they talk about how previously they would always put ants as each other's titles for these forms well they put some i wish they put something like second mom third mom (laughs) well that's what they do now now they write other mom And that felt very empowering for some of the women. But Janelle says that she is just continuing what she always puts and is putting ant. What do you think you would put in that situation? Ants. Yeah, I think I would do the same. Yeah, it's just it's easy. No one's asking anything. You know, we've only had so many 
polygamous families on shows, you know, publicly. I wonder, I wonder how they approach things because I would imagine in Utah, there is a, a community of polygamous families. Like what, what are they doing? Like, are they super private? Are they quiet? Is it an entire neighborhood of polygamous families? Like the, you know, the Browns aren't the only ones going through this, but they treat it like it's so like they are, they treat it like they are the only ones going through this When You have friends that are polygamous. Like there's other people going through this. But being the one in public eye is different because they look at you and they're people, whether they admit it or not, are saying this is how polygamists are. True. You are the spokesperson of polygamous now. We catch up with Christine at her house and it is totally empty and pretty quiet. Her and Truly are just hanging out. And she said that she's going to focus on being a mom and what that feels like. But she does say she is bored out of her gourd. The kids come home slowly and we kind of get the usual first day of school breakdown. Some teachers are okay. Some are boring. Nothing that groundbreaking from the older kids. Oh, something I noticed, by the way. What does Logan do in the morning? He's got the hair where it always looks wet. Well, he probably just showered and then he put his gel in. I have been trying to convince Leon to put hair product in his hair while it's wet. All my curls are trash. But if you just did that, it would just be glorious. I'll get, I'll get you one day. Like when they, when they grow out a little bit more and you kind of have to, that's you know when what? I'll... No, you know what? Okay, this is what... I'll say this is what some dudes need. Okay. <laughs> a 13 like and one. Ellie has a, has a routine <laughs> and it's like three or four face products a night. Mm-hmm. Okay. What guys need is like, give me the miracle thing that I just need one product for my face and I'm good. Like three, four, are, three, four products is really hard. You're the typical guy that's like the 13 in one face wash, shampoo, conditioner, moisturizer, and oh, car yeah. wash. Oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that definitely had to come from the military. Like the military, they just sell like the all in one, like hair, body wash, whatever oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. I remember when we were getting stuff for BMT and I was like, no, you have to get like the three in one. It's like the most fast you can get in and out. Yeah. And now that just continues. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're like locker. Like you don't you're not going to have just a shit ton of products. Like, no, I need the oh, one product. Yeah, no. So during the scene of the kids kind of filing in the house and we get an update, Logan goes to Christine's house for food and Janelle laughs and says if she wants a real meal, she will also go to Christine's house. And it is the first mention that I've noticed, I should say, of the homemade hamburger buns. They look pretty good. I cannot imagine making homemade hamburger buns. I understand we are on a tight budget, people. So I think that's where this comes from. But man, that's a labor of love. I would imagine. It's hard because she has, Christine has a lot of mouths to feed. I'm just thinking like, how much is a package of hamburger buns? But you're only I want to like say six. like a buck. But you're only getting like six, right? Of hamburger buns? No, you get eight. Eight? Are you sure they're a buck? I swear they're like a buck, a buck 99 max. And we're talking now, not 10 years ago. 199, I'll say that. I'm sticking with my 199. Yeah, I mean, like flour, some egg, and the, the power to actually cook these things. Like, With the kids being at school, it is better though. Sure. You got more time to make your homemade hamburger buns. No, what, what I'm trying to think of is, is there really a savings there? Oh, like a cost to time to work. Right. Well, yeah. and, and then like, well, now you have to bake these things for a while versus mm -hmm. like 
well, she doesn't use a toaster, but no, you, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just more time. Yeah. I'm all about calculating that in my head for things because I, my time is very valuable and I don't have a lot of it. So I'm always like, just buy it. It's fine. I think that's how they, I mean, that's how they get you, right? It's, oh it's, yeah. It's, it's, in everything. It, yeah. It's, it's a convenience. Brianna told her friends that she was a polygamist and none of the kids cared. They said, okay, cool. Let's go play. I'm wondering some kids probably didn't even know what that meant. Probably not, but it is the exact reaction I think that you would expect a kid to have of just like, I don't care. You seem cool. Let's go. <laughs> like, can you like play tag? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go. <laughs> then we see the Browns do ice blocking. Go ice blocking. Sure. I don't remember this. I didn't remember it either. So quick rundown. You slide down a hill on one of those big blocks of ice you can get at the grocery store. Just a cold booty. They put, a, they put something well, on it. Well, sometimes. There's a towel. Now, Robin tried to make this a big thing. She went on and on about the importance of morality and the good old-fashioned fun. She says they have high morals, so they find creative ways to have fun. We could have just left it as... It's a part of our culture. It's been around forever and we like to do this. Like it had to be attached to so much more. And then I always think like, oh, you always know everything about polygamy and how things should be and how things are, even though you've never been in a polygamous marriage. Okay. What are the chances they've never even gone ice blocking? Like, like Robin, Robin, Robin oh, and okay. her fam. Um, hi. Like, ma'am, what are you talking about? You've never even done this. I know. <laughs> And then she starts getting annoyed that everyone was competing and that Cody wanted to see how many people he could get on one and probably everything that makes this fun. You know what is funny? Hmm. The noticeable difference of Robin in San Diego and then Robin back in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> San, Di San Diego Robin is like adventurous. She's down to do stuff. We're having fun. Yeah. Showing our shoulders. I know. So adventurous. Surfing. Surfing is very intense, arguably way more intense than ice blocking. What was she talking about? Like, uh, she's willing to die or something yes, like that during do, do, like, the activity. Oh, gosh. I was like, man, we're, we're ice blocking down a hill. Calm, calm down. <laughs> also, shout out to Ace and Caitlin for San Diego, because I can never like anytime we even talk about traveling, we say it. We say it all the time now. It's exotic. <laughs> yeah. It's the exotic version of San Diego. So does the morning of the New York trip. Everyone's frantically packing. Cody is packing in the middle of the house at Mary's. Just kind of, he said he has things everywhere. So he's just kind of. He goes to Mary's because it's not a clusterfuck. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Maddie talks about it being scary that they are finally coming out. That everyone will know that they are polygamous. And she says something that I can totally see coming out of her dad's mouth. She says, we're deciding if we're going to be pushed off the bridge or jump. I guess we're going to jump. Man, starting off those, those sayings early. Also, shout out, they mentioned like blogging, like bloggers. Like, oh, yeah, um, at the know, end when they know, came don't, back. Yeah, they're like, don't. Uh, don't read I, those. I, I told them not to read the bloggers, but I know they did. <laughs> um, shout out to bloggers. The grandmas are coming to town and they are going to watch the kids, which is very cute. I hope they had fun. That's always kind of the best, like grandparents coming to town. Cody talks about wanting to come out all of his life. 
But he's only been in this lifestyle since he was like 22. Being real dramatic. I mean, I, that's still a long time from where he's at. But still, I was like, all your life, really? Or just since you came home and your parents had converted? I'm just going to talk do crap they, about do, Cody do Brown. They, <laughs> do they go into it in the book as far as that process of Cody's dad converting and then Cody converting shortly after? Do they go into that, that moment? A little bit. So he went away on his mission. He came back and his parents already converted. He went to the church a few times and he also followed Sue and then immediately got with Mary. It's, I don't know. It's an interesting mindset. Like, do you think, is this Cody trying to make his dad proud? Cause like, Oh my, if my dad wants to do this, like I should want to do it as well. Is it, I just want a bunch of wives to get my pencil wet. Like, I wonder what, <laughs> like what was the, cause there must've been something else. You, you don't just, I, I don't even know. I mean, it, you could call it a calling, but, it's hard for me to imagine you going 20 something years of, you know, not being in, in plural relationships and then, Oh, my dad converted. I'll, I'll, I'll do it as well. It sounds good. Well, Cody talks about how he had daddy issues this season, season 17. He says, I have daddy issues and now I'm passing those along to my son. I mean, it probably did play a big part in it. Wanting to make dad proud or dad saying like, this is the way to live. I wouldn't even stop as going as just your sons. I mean, even just all of your kids. Oh, yes. It's a lot. Cody puts a lot on these kids. They arrive in New York and everyone's laughing that Robin is being such a tourist. But like, I don't blame her at all. We did the exact same thing. Yep. You know, it's funny thinking about it now. It must be annoying slash hilarious for New Yorkers because it's so obvious. Oh, yeah. Who is visiting or who is a tourist. Walking. I'm in your way. Number if one. You're, if you're smiling too hard. Oh, yeah. People didn't like that about me. <laughs> look, looking looking up and, you know, looking at the skyscrapers. I always ask really dumb questions and they, they let me know it's a dumb question I mean, and pe- I accept it. People's reactions to tasting certain foods. You mm-hmm. know, like we, we look really goofy, like going to go get a hot dog or a slice of pizza. I bully Leon into taking photos with me in front of things like selfies and he really doesn't want to. <laughs> I just hate being exposed. Nope. I, I trust me. There's like 10 <laughs> other things exposing me. This isn't going to do it. <laughs> so they are sitting on stage and they're kind of being filmed during previews, commercial breaks, and, you know, the kind of teasers coming up on. Honestly, I wish they pre-recorded that stuff because I would be just don't, sitting there. Why? Why? Why is the camera? Why? Why are we live when I'm just sitting here? I don't like that. We don't need it. Mary needs to use the restroom and almost immediately she gets in there. They're telling her she needs to come back. We're going live. She does the whole interview with her zipper down. That sucks. Someone needed to tell Mary to lay off the water. Be like, Mary, you're nervously drinking water. Slow oh, yeah. Down. Slow it down. It's just too much. It is cool to see how they were so starstruck being on set. Yes. Christine said it was fantastically weird that Meredith like knew Truly's name, asked how she was doing. That is weird. Cody says, I jumped out of the airplane and I haven't tested my parachute yet. And I don't know if it's going to work. See, we always have... These sayings are just... (laughs) Where do you get these from? I don't know. The kids definitely get it from Cody, but I don't know where the origin is. So question number one to Cody. What made you choose polygamy? 
This dude is such a dork. <laughs> the brain, the mouth, nothing was connecting. Lots of ums. In, in some ways, he's looked at as sort of the, um, I would say kind of like the leader of their little pact. Mm-hmm. You think this individual would have like a perfect memorized answer to like, why did you convert? Like, why are you, why are you doing this? It's a pretty basic first question. He says faith-based, um, part of the faith belief. Uh, this is where I landed. So yeah. (laughs) Then we kind of cut to Mary and she says, you can have a solid family in this lifestyle. You can have a happy family. It's hard to hear now given everything that happened. So I didn't realize until later in the episode, this is actually a press tour. It was not only the Today Show. There were a lot of shows. Right. It's almost, uh, what are they? Oh, what do they call it? It's kind of like Super Bowl media day. It's just like a a constant thing of different media outlets just talking about essentially the same thing. You hate that about sports too. It's like, oh, you're listening to the same thing you listened to an hour ago. But I mean, how much different could it be on the media tour in New York where probably asking you same-ish questions? Oh, yeah. There's only so much you can ask. During a break, they all go to Central Park and take photos together. Mary is the family photographer at this time. I think Robin had kind of taken it over in later years. But at this time, Mary was the photographer. Christine points out that Mary takes photos of people that she wants, and Robin agrees. Laughing, Mary says that she thinks Christine sabotages her pictures. And she's not, this is not a joke. They probably hate it when each other, like, someone else takes photos of them. The rub is that Christine is more of a landscape photo taker. That's what she Mary wants, was saying, yeah. She wants to get the, the what's, what's the, the background. sides. For some reason, the ground, like what's, what's on the ground. I had a question for you while we were watching this. Do you think Mary took the infamous car photo? Oh, okay. The photo that Leon's describing is the sunset picture of Cody sitting on the front hood of his little convertible with Robin kind of like in, in he- between in his heels, legs. In heels. Yes, in heels. I don't think she did. It's way too intimate of a photo. I bet Dayton took it. It was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was an Annie. <laughs> yeah, like Mindy took it. Oh my God, we got to talk about the aquarium. We'll oh, talk about it at yes. the end. Okay. Wow, how right, could I have right. forgotten okay. that? Okay. But no, I think it was like another adult, but not one of the wives, because that's a very intimate photo. I'm uncomfortable. Where does that photo live now? Is that in your entranceway? Do people see that coming into your home? It's a lot. They get back home and Maddie talks about how she has been reading the blogs and the comments, how things haven't been very nice. And Cody talks about how the comments can get under his skin. Janelle says that she doesn't care if you have those things to say, but say it to my face. Boom. Then we see a new segment of the family being the target of a bigamy investigation in Lehigh. There are camera guys outside of the home Almost like paparazzi people taking photos. It was way too much. Especially the person coming up to the door or being on their lawn. Way too much. Like, I love a good hot goss, but leave people alone. Like, it's too much. They need one of those, like, uh, private property, do Mm -hmm. not, like, no soliciting. 
Get your ass off my lawn. <laughs> Mary has a great idea. On Okay, here. About Mary, she is thriving right now. This is what she is made for. She's she is witty. ready. She's witty. She, yeah. She's a smart little cookie here. <laughs> she decides that they are going to divert attention so that the kids could get off of the bus safely and securely. So her and two of the kids kind of just go to grandma's house and it worked. It worked perfectly. The really aggressive photographer was right on her tail. Why did this photographer start? So in the beginning of the scene, they point out the photographer sitting in the back of their car taking photos out of the window, but mm-hmm. then they just get out of the car and take photos. I don't like, know. Why, why were you all like super secret agent, like taking photos when you just stepped out of your car and just took photos again? Who knows? <laughs> They have a family meeting and they're going over safety, talking about just because a person knows your name doesn't make them a friend. Robin says she doesn't feel like all of this was worth it in the long run. Maddie said that someone at her school asked if her dad was going to jail. Great. Keep that to yourself, kiddo. Not Maddie, the other kid asking invasive questions. Mary's tearing up and says that she's been thinking about if she would do this again. It has the potential to split up the family, but she would choose to do it again. My thoughts are, the, so I know they went public, you know, it, it's not technically legal in Utah. So it almost seems like law enforcement has to have some kind of reaction. And realistically, they're probably just going to validate that there's no like abuse going on in the home. No one's being hurt in this situation. Because in reality, if you prosecute the Browns, you really do have to go after every polygamous family in Utah. Like that's just that that would be some interesting, you know, lawsuits or counter lawsuits of like you're targeting us when there's a lot of polygamous families in this state. Mm -hmm. You're just targeting us because we're on a TV show because they are the face of polygamy now. Right. Janelle says that she would also choose this again. She doesn't want her kids and grandkids to grow up oppressed. And Christine says she doesn't know if she would do it again. And that's how the episode ends. What are your thoughts on the devil's advocate side of that where you know polygamy is illegal here, but you still decide to go through it in that state is almost like, can you be mad at the government for going after you when you knew it was illegal? I think so, because overall it doesn't really, I say it doesn't make sense, but if you're thinking of it as from the point of like welfare fraud or all these other things kind of more tied into it, I mean, I guess, but this is also a big factor in it is they really needed the money. True. True. So I think that played a big part in it. Say they were completely comfortable and set. No, they would have no reason to do this. At least it would be easier to say no, I guess, is what I'm getting to. Do you want to talk about the nanny? Yes. So thank you again for the Reddit user who posted this. I did not note your screen name, but I will get better at that. There was a photo overhead of Cody, Robin, Mindy, a.k.a. the nanny, and Ari and Saul at the Phoenix Aquarium. So what really I noted in this is one, the kids are way bigger than when we saw last season. And two, during the whole season 16, 17, when they talk about the nanny and the nanny got COVID and the nanny exposed us and all this stuff and the drama behind that, 
Was Mindy and her husband the nanny and her husband the whole time? Has it always been Mindy? I have a feeling it's always been Mindy. Yeah. I have a feeling this cousin has just followed them from Utah to Vegas, Vegas to Arizona. And that's just their, that's just their job. I don't get it, but you do you, I guess. So they're at the aquarium. Cody looks real disinterested. And we find out later that Ari was chasing Saul around a, what do you want to call it? Do you, I don't want to call Well, I guess it is like a petting area. So it's like that water in the middle of an exhibit. Sure. She was chasing him around it. And she thought that she could catch him if she jumped over the little water area. And it's like, it's like she little, didn't make it. It's like a little and, cat that thinks they could make a jump. They, yeah, <laughs> doesn't just, quite make it. <laughs> fell in, got super wet. The nanny took her to get changed. Yes. Your, now, your thought is, again, like, Robin, what are you doing? That's what I'm not getting. Like, Cody is, he's all patriarchy now. He's not going to help with the kids. Okay, whatever. That's what your established role here. But, like, what's Robin doing? Why can't Robin and Cody just like hang out with their own kids? Now, I'm terrified of being a parent. You guys know that. I've talked about it a lot. And I can't judge parents because I think I will be the most stressed out and fragile of them all. <laughs> but it's just interesting because there's two adults to two kids. And that seems like a good, like nice ratio. Well, I think more of it also, we build these stronger opinions just due to how we've seen other wives treated or how their actions have been sort of um, described. For example, in some ways, Cody describing Christine as like, you don't do anything. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you literally raised, she raised all your kids Yep. without a nanny. She made homemade hamburger buns. I don't want to hear it. I mean, we're not talking. I mean, at at this point, Saul and Ari are like 11 and seven or six or something. Oh, like eight. So, and we're talking, Christine's raising very small children, Mm -hmm. much smaller than this. And it's, it's almost like a slap in the face that Robin essentially gets a full-time nanny all the time. Does all the grocery shopping, all the kids like, care, the tutoring, everything. Just the, the, the difference there is just so vast that it's, it makes us form just such strong opinions and right or wrong, like really towards Robin. I mean, think back to when Robin weaponized my sister wife's closet. She told Cody, I can't have a kid unless I get more help with my sister wife's closet. Mary, you can't go to college because I need to have a kid. But you can't handle a kid. Hmm, Interesting. You knew you couldn't. It might not have been the greatest decision then. And Cody even said that he didn't really want a kid. In reality, do you think Robin just gets sort of... um, I think she gets overwhelmed easily. flustered or razzled a little bit she is always very like stressed over maybe not the biggest things again yeah there's there's some places where i'm like okay i can't knock you too much for that because i'm not a parent exactly guys huge brain assault here the comparison of the nanny situations is is something i can reference you know concerning the other wives maybe we should stop thinking it in relation to us because we don't have kids, but in relation to how poorly the other wives mm. were treated when they were raising children and how they had no help. And they were for sure weren't even allowed to ask for that. Like that was never even an option. Anyway, I love a uh, sighting. I love a Cody and Robin sighting. 
I yes. love to pick it apart. What's this body language? Here for it. I mean, apparently we're going to get a new season. Uh, Christine yes. has a man. Christine has a man. He seems nice enough. I, I know it's not going to happen, but I would love to see uh, Christine's new man and Cody meet. Oh, I know. I, 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 know, I, know, it's, I know it's not going to happen. The nice, strong handshake of his calloused hands. Firm grip. Yep. I just really hope she does not marry him too quickly. Because they're always talking love, my king, my queen, all that stuff. But man, please do not just enjoy this, this time how it is now. Do not rush into another marriage. He seems like a great guy, but just, man, you have been with one guy for so long. Like, just take it for what it is for now. I mean, we don't know her life. She could have dated like 10 dudes by now. Oh, maybe she did say that she casually dated a lot. So good for her. Maybe that is. And then she was like, no, this guy is worth yeah. being committed to. Anything else this week? No, I think this season is, I feel like this one's going to be a slow burn. I feel like it's going to get better. I think it's going to get better over time. Yeah, I think so too. 11 episodes, I believe. So hang out with us. It'll be fun. Yeah. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Thank you for giving us good feedback on season one. Uh, looking forward to covering season two. I hope you all have a good week. Ease into your work week early and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Take care, y'all.